Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Thursday morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day, sir. Oh, you got a shamrocks and chalets. <laughs> hey, listen, this is my, that's my heritage. I, I'm, you know, Irish, almost all Irish. I have relatives who live in Ireland, so. You ever got a chance to go there? I have not. My mom did. My mom went there many times, but I've never been. Man, we need, all right, right now, we're getting a GoFundMe started, and we're sending Ned out <laughs> the motherland, and he ain't coming back. <laughs> Oh, man, that would be so cool. I would love to go. Would so love to go. Um, well, congratulations. I'm wearing green. We both did. And I actually have a Shamrock shirt on today. And so, right there. Oh, look at that. Kelly, That's a throwback. That's, green Shamrock. That is a throwback shirt right there. All right. So um, I'll tell you this right now, and it's been said a million times. If you pay anything, any kind of attention to what's going on in the National Football League, the not only is the draft very heavy when it comes to wide receivers, it's also so heavy in the free agency. I mean, a lot of teams are unloading contracts because some of these guys are going to get paid a lot of money. So there is a lot of availability. Obviously, the Chiefs are kind of interested in a few. Your thoughts, sir? Not on the one, I, at least in my opinion, anyway. Now, the signing doesn't can't take place till tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first day they can actually put their name on a contract. Well, there's one very interesting all-pro wide receiver who's out there. Are the Chiefs interested? I re- I just don't think so. Julio Jones, in his prime, terrific receiver. Great receiver. Terrific years with the Atlanta Falcons, but they let him go. Let him go? Why? Well, I guess maybe salary cap. That part of it, I don't know. Signs with the Tennessee Titans last year, plays 10 of the 17 games, had a nagging hamstring injury. They let him go. All right, so the Chiefs see him out there. Need wide receivers. Do they take a chance with Julio Jones? I really doubt it very much. I think they probably go for somebody uh, maybe a little bit younger and maybe somebody who they draft. There are a lot of young kids who will be drafted who are very fine wide receivers, and that's probably who the Chiefs are going to go for, I would think. But Julio Jones... I just really doubt it. Kind of depends on what he wants. I mean, if they can get him in a, a one-year contract, that's a low-risk situation. What do you got to lose? What, but what constitutes same, low risk? Yeah, <laughs> and what constitutes uh, the money too. So we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of interesting in signings, the Royals had one I thought was very, very interesting. Opened up the record books and the history of the Kansas City Royals, and they went back and signed an available free agent who is now 38 years old but who 20 years ago, two decades ago, was a Kansas City top draft choice. Zach Greinke, he is coming back with Kansas City. Gosh almighty, it has been, it's been forever. We were young when he was playing for them. I'm just being facetious, of course, but Greinke is a product of the Kansas City Royals farm system, played here with Wichita back, oh gosh, many, many years ago in the formative days of the Texas League. But Granke has signed with the Royals. It's a one-year contract, $13 million. Had some pretty good outings with the Houston Astros last year, but he is still 38 years old and doesn't have quite the smoke on his fastball that he used to. But Zach Granke, bringing back the memories, recalling some of the great old days, will be with the Kansas City Royals this year. Incidentally, the Royals also made a trade, and I found this one to be very interesting. Mike Miner, who's a proven pitcher, he was traded to the Cincinnati Reds, and the Reds are giving up their big 6-6 left-hander 
who is pretty good, Amir Garrett. He played basketball at St. John's, had fair year with Cincinnati, but the Royals think he has some potential, and they've got him now. Huh, interesting. Well, uh, I, I feel like uh, the Royals are going to make some headway this year. At least that's my thought, hopefully. Um, what about the uh, St. Louis Cardinals camp? What's going on in that, oh, in that area? More uh, injury problems. We talked about Alex Reyes yeah. yesterday, but now Jack Flaherty. Oh, God, again? Now Seriously? Actually, this is a holdover from uh, last year, but they both have shoulder issues. And the Cardinals have already said, team, these guys are unlikely to be ready for opening day. Reyes and Flaherty, well, they're <laughs> two of the. One is an outstanding bullpen pitcher, that's Reyes, and Flaherty's one of their top starters. So we'll see. They don't appear to be season debilitating injuries, but they uh, that's not the way you want to start a season with those guys on the injured list, the DL. So... Whatever happens, probably not ready for opening day, either of those guys. So the second and final week of the state championships begins today, and a lot of action. What's the schedule? Really, really good basketball, too. Mike, it all begins with Class 6, and that's the largest class in Missouri. All Class 6 teams, the final fours in each case, will play today. The girls begin at noontime, and this opening game at noontime is two of the best teams, not just in the state, but in the United States. These are two really, really top-notch female teams. Incarnate Word from St. Louis is nationally ranked, and their opponent is Visitation Academy from St. Louis, the the Visitation Academy Angels, and they are perennial state championship contenders. So this will be a terrific game. That is followed by another one that should be a great game. Blue Springs South from up in Kansas City takes on your female alma maters. The Kansas Kickapoo Lady Chiefs and the Kickapoo Lady Chiefs are really, really, really good. So this will be a terrific doubleheader. That uh, Kickapoo game begins at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Then the guys take over, and the first game, again, the way the state matches this up in this particular year is to have the cities against each other. It's all St. Louis sector in one, Kansas City in the other, and we fall into the Kansas City district. So uh, the second game is uh, two of the top boys teams in the state. This is Chaminade, St. Louis Chaminade Academy, against Christian Brothers, which is known by its acronym CBC. So it's Chaminade versus CBC in the first game, and then Staley High School, which is relatively new, about 10 years old or so, from up in North Kansas City, meets the Nixa Eagles, and won't that be a dandy? That'll be at 6 o'clock tonight. So a great doubleheader continues right on through the state championships this weekend. Come on, Chiefs. Come on, Eagles. <laughs> Ned, you know what's more amazing to me is the fact that you can remember all of these high schools and college names. It just blows my mind. I have enough time, tough time trying to figure out who's still in the AFC West, let alone you and your high schools. I can't figure out my bank account. Well, <laughs> your, your brain only works in one thing, and you made that decision a long time ago, and that's your own fault. Uh, Missouri State Bears basketball season is over, but it continues for the Missouri State Lady Bears in tournament play. When are they playing? This is a play-in game in the Women's National Basketball Tournament. Play tonight in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're not playing LSU, not, nothing like that. They are playing Florida State, and I'm telling you folks, the Lady Bears can beat this Florida State team. They've beaten them before. Now, it's been a number of years ago since the Lady Bears and Florida State have played, but you take a look at the record, Lady Bears 3, Florida State nothing. 3 nothing. The Lady Bears are undefeated against this team. Now, Florida State's pretty good. They play in the ACC, the uh, 
of course, the Atlantic Coast Conference with Duke and North Carolina State, especially North Carolina State. They're one of the top seeds in the whole tournament. But nonetheless, the Lady Bears, I think, are a pretty good basketball team. They play tonight, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, start around 8 o'clock or so. And much good luck to Coach Mox and her Lady Bears team. It's going to be a great game. Good luck, Lady Bears. Last but not least, uh, the basketball tournaments kicked off. The real action kicks off today, the big action, and goes through Sunday for the uh, full kickoff of the tournament. But there was some play last night, and what was the result? Play-in round continued for the men. And now keep in mind, there's a contract that the city of Dayton has with the NCAA. That's where the first four is always held. It's in Dayton, Ohio. Well, the NCAA does not permit home city teams to play in their home area, but they have no control. They didn't know this was forthcoming. One of the teams playing in the play-in round last night was Wright State University. Wright State is in Dayton. Games are in Dayton. Well, who has the home court advantage? <laughs> what was the crowd like? A huge. They're sold out. They always are. I think it's 15,000, 16,000 yeah. there. And Wright State knocked off Bryant. Bryant is from the New England area. 93 to 82. So Wright State advances for the first time in history. That's pretty cool. It is. It is really cool. The other game... St. Patrick's Day arrived probably about an hour and a half early in Dayton, Ohio, because Notre Dame lucked one out. Notre Dame, of course, is the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame, 89. Rutgers, 87. Ooh, an absolute dandy. And then in the NIT, and really there's only one game on which we had a, a focal point of interest in the NIT last night, and that was up in St. Louis, where the St. Louis Billikens took on Northern Iowa from the Missouri Valley Conference. We all talked about it. Hey, if St. Louis takes them lightly, Northern Iowa will kick their derriers. And they did. Northern Iowa 80, St. Louis University 68. Big win for the Valley. Don't be surprised if UNI and A.J. Green, their top player, don't be surprised if they don't really go a long way in the NIT. Make a nice run and uh, hopefully a nice payday for the Valley as well. Ned, you have a great St. Patrick's Day. I'll see you tomorrow.